Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Zinc. to another episode of the unqualified therapist oh my god what a fucking week guess what i'm still here i'm so thankful on the air yeah and i will be on the air forever and ever and ever and ever so yeah um welcome back everyone we hope you enjoyed our episode on bullying and that you check out listen lucy's website that's a really important topic that we're going to kind of continue with this week's topic. But before we do so, just a little public service announcement. PSA, why are Sarah and I here? Those of you that listen, we figured that you knew us and you knew what we're about. Sarah and I lived in secret for ever, ever, (laughs) and ever, and ever, and ever. And it never helped our own mental health. And it- Or anybody else around us. And in fact, I do believe that the secrecy is what killed my husband. So that is why for the rest of my life, I will speak truth and I will speak out on things that I find important. Sarah and I both um, get emails from listeners and warriors all over the world saying how much this is helping them. And it warms my heart. And that's what keeps us going. Because trust me, guys, we get the opposite as well. And let me tell you, I don't want to get on here and tell you about the lowest points of my life. No, sometimes it's no, not sometimes. Every time we talk about the shit that's really hard and that it hurts and it hurts all over again and you relive it. And the thing is, is that I purposely relive it for you, for one person. So hundreds of you listen to this one person out there maybe is is struggling in secret and having these thoughts and doesn't want to be here anymore. And I want them to know that even though you thought you were healed, even though your life was going great, even though you like really do have your shit together, you had a moment and it's okay. It's fucking okay. It's so okay. And it's okay to talk about it. Yes, exactly. It's like that is another thing that this podcast is about. We say it in our bio and when we pitch ourselves, we talk about the things that are kept hush hush because we're so tired of the bullshit. Amen. It's the bullshit and the secrecy that's killing people. I'll say it right now and I'll say it again and over and over and over because we have to speak up and we have to speak out and I will never go back 
to living a lie. We are here to be authentic because not only has it saved us, but it's saved others. And we know that for a fact. We will continue to do this and speak up and talk about the secretive stuff and talk about the hush hush stuff and talk about the stuff that makes people really fucking uncomfortable. And that's what it is. It's (laughs) uncomfortable. Yes. And the other thing that Sarah and I are on here for is to help share what works for us. Okay. And there are things that work and things that don't work. And when something works, I want to share it with you all so that if you ever find yourself in that situation, you can understand grounding. You can understand calling a friend. You can understand going to sleep and you can understand calling your team in. And if you don't have a team, we can help you get a team because you need a team. You need some doctors. You need some friends. You need some family and people who are going to support your fucking truth. And I can guarantee you that those that love you are going to support you way more than you might think that they will. And you might be afraid to speak up. You might be afraid to say something and to tell how you're actually feeling because of the reactions that come from some people. Well, those some people are not worthy to be in your lives. Always there is someone out there who truly loves you. I promise you, even if that's us. Yes. There's a lot of passion and a lot of heat in our words right now. I can hear it. I can feel it. And it's because... I'm not going to be silenced. That was what killed my husband. I will not let it happen to myself or anybody else because there's no reason for it. We have a mental health crisis in our children, in our adults, in everybody. And warriors, we really are so grateful for you. And I was thinking about this before we came on. um, (laughs) And I was thinking, wow, what what can I ask you guys? And you know, what would really really help me this is a little selfish but I would love it if you would um dm us if you would leave us a review if you would send us an email or a voicemail and just kind of tell us how this podcast has helped you because I'm needing some encouragement right now (laughs) all of those we appreciate and we read often we do want to hear from you and we hope that we are still helping people no matter what the naysayers want to say out there. Um, And we really hope that you're listening for the right reasons because this is very important and we need to make sure that we continue on this path of transparency and authenticity. In case you can't tell, a lot's been going on this week. So with that said, we're just going to move on. (laughs) We have another heavy hitter for you. It's not like we're bringing it light or anything. Um... Oh, God. Let's talk about those lantern flies. No. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Have they come to your area yet? To me. So, lantern flies, I just discovered them at the beach this weekend. Oh. I went to um, see here now in Asbury Park, New Jersey. The best time of my life every time that I go. This is my third year. And they're everywhere. Everywhere. It was okay on the beach with all the people, but when we went on the beach by our hotel, like by ourselves, oh, they just kept falling on me. They're and, and they do. They like fall on you. They don't land on you. They like plop on you, and it's so, so disturbing, so upsetting. Now my <laughs> sister lives out in Lancaster, like in the country, so like they've been there for years. She said, and there's Ugh. like a thing with the kids where it's like a game to see how many you can kill, and that's because you're supposed to you're kill supposed them. Supposed to kill them, guys, because they're gonna eat all of our crops. Yes. They're worse than stink bugs. I I will go to my grave on that one. They're worse than stink bugs. As I look over in the window of the studio and there's like a thousand of them on the window. I don't know what it is about the lanternfly. First of all, they're ginormous. They are. And when they open their wings and there's that red, I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) They've made their way to Pittsburgh. One landed on Randy and I heard a sound come out of him that I've never heard before. (laughs) And then it landed on me and I screeched like a freaking like pig. I was like, wow. 
And that's so funny because she said it to me as soon as I saw her today. And I was going to bring it up because I said to my sister, Lori, I said, I've never seen anything like this. What are these? And she's like, are you kidding? She's like, be happy. They haven't made it to Pittsburgh. Well, they're fucking oh, here. Oh, they're here now. They came over the weekend. I don't know why. They brought in the doom. Oh, my God. It was like I brought them with me. <laughs> so lantern flies. That wasn't even a happy thing anyways. No, I don't know. but it's a funny thing. It so, is funny. There we go. It is funny. So. Oh, boy. Talk about shit that's uncomfortable and that comes out of nowhere and and hits you like a wall like these fucking bugs i didn't know if you were going to go with lanternfly or this netflix documentary that kind of came out of nowhere well yeah well and i'm i must have been living under a rock during these years i know i totally missed this or raising lily i think yes i think we were parenting i don't know and missed all of this because i didn't hear about it until this documentary came out but oh warriors this week we are talking about the very wild uncomfortable here we are again with the hush hush (laughs) uncomfortable stuff but um of revenge porn it is upsetting very upsetting so the netflix documentary is called the most hated man on the internet i had not watched it until sarah pointed it out to me and so this is a 2022 american three-part netflix docuseries that covers the story of hunter moore he's a bad man people and his website anyone up it's a pornographic site based on stolen and hacked photos and then it's about the struggle to get that website taken down how does this even exist like sometimes there's just some gross stuff in the world that i don't even know Where the fuck did you come from, Hunter Moore? Yeah, and what the hell, like, oh, I mean, the the documentary talks about what he was thinking, but... It does. It talks a lot about him and and something that he said that I thought was just... Almost kind of goes with what we said at the very beginning here, because I feel like the humanity, the humanness of people is lost on others. So what he said in the documentary is, what? I don't know them. They're like avatars. They're just like people that like exist in a world that I don't know so no I don't care that to me just shows how disconnected we are from each other Mm -hmm. and this is gonna make me sound super fucking old but because of the internet and because of social media it is it's all that we get to see these lives that we have no connection with yeah and no emotional attachment to so the disconnect from humanity from people as people as humans yeah is so bad sorry just one time i'll go back to my concert but michael franti tried really really hard to break that barrier that's like his goal in life with his feel-good music i mean it is so powerful but he had everybody like introduce each other to the people next to them on the beach like in this crowd and then you know introvert me i was like that's about as good as i did because the other part was like holding hands in a circle and then the other part was like dosi doing with each other (laughs) And I was like, oh, I think that I I do not. I think I'd rather put my hands in the air and jump around. (laughs) Um, But that's his whole point is to break down the barrier of a stranger, of of just like a person that means nothing because they're not someone, you know, Mm -hmm. in real life. So some of you might not know what revenge porn is. I didn't. I didn't either. Until actually, till we met um, Darius Chisholm, mm-hmm. and she's from Pittsburgh. She was on an NBC affiliate station here, and has a pretty incredible story. But that's we were, where I we first were heard mesmerized it. Mesmerized by her yes. story. It was so passionate and amazing. We are going to try to get her come on and tell the story to you. Yes, because it's such a powerful story. 
That was the first time I heard the term, though. I didn't even know I what mean, it was. I, I remember looking at you and being like, did she just say revenge porn? I was like, did she just say porn? <laughs> porn? What? <laughs> What's ha- where are we? What's happening? <laughs> but revenge porn is a nickname for the practice of a non-consensual distribution of sexually graphic images and videos without the individual's consent. A lot of this, I thought it was going to be because of the word revenge porn, he and Hunter Moore tries to tell you this is what it is, is like some bitches who were like mean to me or whatever and broke up with me. And so I'm going to post the pictures that they sent to me in private. Um, but really, as we get into the documentary, it talks about the hacking. Yeah. And these people who, you know, never, never even sent pictures, to never anyone. sent pictures. It was in their email, like in a folder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless, consent is a huge thing. I've been listening to podcasts about this too and like listening to other people's stories and a woman said a really great thing with her story is that this is another way of sharing intimacy with someone. So she was trying to explain it to her mom and her mom was just like, actually every story that I listened to, every woman's story, someone in their life said to them, you shouldn't have sent those. Absolutely. They said that on the film, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Every single person. You shouldn't have sent that. It was shame. And it was like, well, why did you do that? You shouldn't have done that. And then, yes, then there was a woman who the pictures were actually taken while she was passed out and then shared. And then the people around her said, you shouldn't have had so much to drink. Where have we heard this before? Right. Exactly. Culture. Yes. So when we think about it in that sense, and she was like, well, mom, I want you to think about it in a way of like, how do you share intimacy? And if you shared intimacy with someone and then they, without their consent, shared that with other people, how would that make you feel? And then she also used an example of say that you had a really deep, dark secret that you wanted to share with a friend. So you private message it to them Mm -hmm. or you send a text message of it, that secret to them. They take a screenshot and then they post it and share it everywhere. It's the same concept. It's still putting something out there that you don't want other, you had no intention of other people seeing you, the only intention was for that one person to see it. So the consent part of it is huge. It's just like sexual consent. Consent yeah. can be given and consent can be taken away. Right. It was just eye-opening to me, I think, because I have to say initially when the first person was sharing their story and she said, like, I love taking nudes and I would just post these nudes on Reddit and all of the, And I was thinking to myself, well, then how is this related to revenge porn if you like willfully mm-hmm. put those pictures mm-hmm. up? And then she said, you know, then I took those pictures down. It was something that I wasn't interested in having out there anymore. So I took the pictures down and then. And it's ownership. It is. It's ownership of it. And then somebody made a subreddit, which guys, I mean, I don't don't, (laughs) don't even like mm -mm. understand completely what the hell that is. But apparently someone had created a subreddit of her and it was like some random guy and people knew it wasn't her that created it because it was like his handle out there and they were even asking question comments on her pictures. Like, did you just create a profile of some random woman you don't know? And he's like, yes, I absolutely did. And then started sharing all of these pictures that she had taken down because he had saved them. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's so and much it's not more. like he's just putting up a picture that he, first of all, this is terrible in and of itself to mm-hmm. hack into somebody's computer and to put up a picture or to take somebody, you know, who's because he did say that people did send them in. It wasn't necessarily the person, but like an angry friend or boyfriend or somebody that thought it was funny. But then he like attached their contact information. Yeah. Their Facebook profiles. And the one girl was just mortified because her cover photo had her child and her in Mm -hmm. it. 
I mean, zero remorse from this man either. Nope. Zero. We Googled, we're like, where is Hunter Moore now? <laughs> yeah. And I think this is something that a lot of people have Googled because there's actual articles and interviews with him where people are just very curious. Like, where, where are you? What are you doing? Spoiler for the documentary. Did he go to jail, Amy? Not long enough. <laughs> I think it was two and a half years. Yeah. In 2017. So he's been out. I guess his Twitter goes up and down, up and down. He like puts it up, takes it down. Again, he has the power to do that. Mm -hmm. Hunter Moore, you're totally like just totally contradicting everything that you believe. (laughs) Whatever. By taking it down, putting it up. But he said, look, guys, I did my time behind bars, living my life peacefully now. It's been a decade. Some of you love me and most of you hate me. If you want me to apologize, well, I wouldn't. I don't owe anyone anything. (laughs) <laughs> barf wow so according to good he is still banned from facebook but he's still active like you said on twitter often posting gym selfies and yes <laughs> yes i found him on instagram with his gym selfies here's a good indication of what kind of man this is substream magazine in 2017 revealed that hunter planned to make an edm track on his release from jail and one of the tracks was going to be called Make the Internet Great Again. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Hunter. He's gross. He's gross. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So he was asked in an interview um, on YouTube by Daniel Wise, he was asked if what happened was something he wished he'd never done, to which he replied, quote, flat out no. For those of you that aren't going to watch the documentary, and that's totally fine. It was upsetting as fuck. Um, another aspect of this beyond having your picture up is that it allowed and it encouraged the crudest and meanest commenting absolutely ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, horrible things. And then he would like push for it, you mm-hmm. know, like all of these awful things. Tell me what said. you think about this woman. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think about her body. Let's or it's talk more about. Like, Tell me what you think about this whore, this mm-hmm. bitch or yeah, slut. Or I know. Whatever. I said as soon as I said woman, I was like, that is not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why is she being so PC yeah, right now? No. The rest of that quote about when they asked if he wished he'd never done it, he said, first of all, I mean, this probably sounds horrible, but I'm proud of what I created. I'm proud of the community I created." Oh, do we know what the community is called? It's called the family. The family, which, guys, that's what Manson's people called themselves. So creepy. Charles Manson. I know. I just wanted to clarify for everybody else out there. What other Manson is there? I don't know. <laughs> Marilyn? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Marilyn Manson, yes. Um, no, Charles Manson. And so this man has the family and it was so weird because he was like 12 not really but that's just what I call everybody that age um and people were like calling him like dad ew (laughs) so gross so gross but the family went after some of the people in the documentary who were trying for their daughters to get to get the pictures down Mm -hmm. and like threatened their lives yeah, it was disgusting. They put up the one woman who was pushing the hardest. They put up her home address and her phone number. So your only intention for that is for somebody to create chaos or, yeah. or violence. So the website was, and I wouldn't say it on here if it was still active, but it is not. But it was called isanyoneup.com. Which and is clever as fuck. It, it really is clever. So I'll give you that. It could have been used for, for so much like more fun things than what it was. 
but it was taken over by James McGibney who did that about 10 years ago and shut it down and so when you try to go to that website it will take you to an anti-bullying website yes which I think is amazing. And of course, like in my mental health advocacy life, I was like, it would have been a great place to like be supportive of people who were like up late at night, who had anxiety or like, right. <laughs> is anyone up? Like, you know what I mean? Like yes. it would be like a place to talk and be there for each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where our brains That's go. That's where our brains go. <laughs> this is according to marchagainstrevengeporn.org, which is a really great organization. It's a nonprofit. They have a podcast as well. There's about eight episodes or so, and there are individual women's stories there that you can listen to. I listened to all of them, and they were all extremely helpful and enlightening, so I encourage you to do that. According to that site, revenge porn victimizes an estimated 10 million internet users in the United States. International data indicates that there are one in three victims worldwide. That is so huge. That's a lot. 17% of lesbian, gay, and bisexual people in comparison to 2% of heterosexual people are victimized. One in 10 are young women ages 15 to 29. They are disproportionately black and brown and disproportionately low income and financially insecure. So those are our victims. That doesn't exclude other people and demographics, but that is those are the uh, large numbers. I think another thing is, is that you might think it was just women on there, but there were a lot of mm -hmm. men mm -hmm. who did not want to be on there that were on there and it ruined their lives as well. Mm -hmm. So he had no discrimination on that. No, it, anybody. no. Anybody's up for grabs. What blew my mind too is that there's fucking Facebook groups out there still. People create Facebook groups to do this shit where they invite people, mainly men, into the group and they all share photos that they have of exes or current partners that they want to exploit. There's so much of me that's super naive. Like, I'm like, I'm same. There's other websites. There's I told Lily about it, like, to warn her, she'd be like, uh, Facebook's dead, mom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you have no issue with me getting on there, but it's not her being on there. It's somebody else oh sharing gosh. pictures on there. It's really disturbing. What's wrong with me, mom? Get it together. Yeah. There weren't any laws when a lot of these women were fighting against it and they were getting ping ponged back and forth between calling the police and they're saying, you have to call the FBI. And then the FBI would say, well, you're not underage. So that doesn't apply to us. You need to call the police. And then they go back to the police and they would say, we don't deal in cybersecurity. You have to call these people. Listen. I can tell you firsthand on many different levels that when as soon as you try to call any sort of authority, that's how it goes. Back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. No, that doesn't really. No, call this one. Call that one. Call this one. Call that one. So it's not any different for this. Unfortunately. Uh, I found him on TikTok. Hunter Moore has a TikTok. And somebody was like, bruh, you even allowed to be on here? <laughs> and then somebody said, uh, this is upsetting. We miss you, Hunter. Hashtag the family. What? I have no words. So we didn't discuss who brought him down in the end, and it's the group Anonymous. And there's a comment on his TikTok that says, like, because everybody's like, dude, why are you here? What are you doing? You know, because most people are like, get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. And this person commented, he is testing the water to see if Anonymous is still monitoring him. Yes, they are still monitoring you. I like, love that. They're not like forever in the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You will be monitored. Anonymous has to be one of my favorite organizations that I know the least about for a good reason. That's what they want. I they know. don't want you to know. I don't know much either. I just know that they take people down that need to be taken down. I 
remember the first time I heard about them was with the Steubenville rape case. And um, since Steubenville, Ohio was like right across the river from where I lived in Wheeling, West Virginia, it was a very well-known case for us. And Anonymous brought down basically the city because they weren't going to charge these young boys with the rape because they were football stars, high school football stars. And that's a story that happens way too often. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's nice to see one of them Mm -hmm. situations taken care of. I feel like we need more anonymous. I know. I know nothing about... Let's pop up everywhere. I can't um, do anything in terms of like hacking or taking over websites. I am not digitally sound. (laughs) But I will help you if you're listening. If someone from there is listening. very good at research. Yes, I will research the shit out of stuff. We'll go put on the mask and protest somewhere. You need me to make a video? Yes, let's do it. I'll get the voice changer. Oh my gosh. It's not so anonymous then if I'm telling everybody. <laughs> so the other thing that I really wanted to make sure we talked about is that while we're using the term revenge porn and while that's going to be in our title, it is used widely as sort of what they call a foot in the door type of advoc- advocacy because it's what's the most widely known, but it is not the preferred phrase for what's going on here. And here's why, and I get it. And you know, I know we can kind of go around and around in circles about like what's correct and if we're like over analyzing everything but with this I totally understand I agree with this revenge definitely implies some sort of fault on the victim Mm -hmm. because it's saying that they are getting somebody's getting revenge on them for doing something wrong Mm -hmm. which they didn't do anything wrong and porn indicates that it would be pornographic and nudity in itself is not inherently pornographic so we're trying to steer clear from that phrase and there are other phrases that you can find on marchagainstrevengeporn.org they are tech-based sexual abuse child sexual abuse material cyber sexual exploitation sexual cyber harassment or image-based sexual abuse they also say revenge porn is about control power and abuse not revenge or porn. I wonder if that in abusive relationships, if that's also something that, you know, is part of that. I wonder what the stats are on that. It would seem like they would be because that's just another way to embarrass and shame and mm-hmm. control somebody. Some of the information that I was finding out as well is that a lot of these things are intertwined. So a lot of rape victims are also revenge porn victims and a lot of people who experience sexual harassment or something physical or in person they also experience this digitally as well so Mm. it kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of other abuse and other harassment which is really scary and sad yeah like really scary and sad it's just i guess i still have that that (laughs) i don't know why i don't know why life hasn't really proven it to me but why have the rose colored glasses that we've got all these kind and caring and Wonderful people with no bad guys. Okay, well, I was going to say, well, there are kind and caring and wonderful people, but then you added no bad guys. There are always because going to be bad guys. Because I do know that there are kind. <laughs> I know that part. Yeah. But, man, F the bad guys. That's right. F the bad guys. That's our superpower. <laughs> the F word. <laughs> Fuck the bad guys. That's all we got. That's all we got. On a related note, um, I've been catching up on Handmaid's Tale. And so I've been like living in Gilead and... And she means catching up. I think you meant starting. No, I had gotten through season two. So okay. I I had to do season three and four and then five is out. So that's still a lot. It's a but lot. I, yes. And it's a lot to handle. And it's a lot scarier because we've talked about this before on here because it is mm, so close to real life. 
it is. So like I'm seeing a lot of imagery and mirroring and yes, this is an extreme circumstance that hasn't happened. However, when you look at the abuse practices and the misogyny and disrespect of women, it's so, you know, can be relatable to what's going on in our world right now and to things like this, where it's like people, I'm not going to say men, but people Mm -hmm. who get these types of pictures in their possession, they think, oh, I'm going to use this and create havoc with it because I am pissed at this person for whatever and to tie it back to last week I think a lot about um high school and college I guess even middle school but like there is that mob mentality of like you know yeah let's do it like it's like I don't know where they like one of them thinks it's a good idea and then they just go for it I don't live in that world anymore obviously I'm almost 44 but I can't imagine what it's like to live in the, the social media world no, me either. I am so thankful this this might have happened to me because, mm-hmm. but we didn't grow up in this type of world. Like we didn't have access to take pictures so easily and no, quickly just, like, and sent them off to get, we had to go to one hour photo what? and yeah. they wouldn't, they wouldn't give you the pictures that were nudes. So you, <laughs> you couldn't do this or, you know, if you were like a little bit later and you could get like a color printer with your digital camera, but <laughs> print this stuff out. <laughs> But like that didn't exist. No, it just it wasn't like that. You had your your disposable camera that you took to the mall and went around and shopped and then picked up your pictures and like hoped that your nip slip pick was uh, in there and that whoever was <laughs> printing them out Hope didn't to keep God it. It just got stuck in the middle and they were like boop, 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 right yep. into the envelope. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I don't. I would not want to grow up in this day no, and age again. Because no. I mean. It is nice to have so much information and so many other kinds of people at your fingertips. But at the same time, the possibility for pain and hurt and shame and being, you know, ostracized is just so much greater. It's like more than just like, they won't let me sit at the lunch table. No, mm-hmm. they like completely. Mm-hmm. I don't cancel you. They it's cancel like totally you. cancel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the like last things that I want to put out there for everybody is that if somebody comes to you with this or if you stumble across a picture of someone, because that's how a lot of these people found out that their stuff was out there. Is oh, that I know. They got a text message from a friend that said, I'm really sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there are some pretty revealing photos of you circulating around, whether they were emailed, posted, text, whatever. How about that one girl was like at work and she yep. got the message and she was like what oh so Mm -hmm. devastating but if you receive something like that is to number one don't share it with anybody else don't keep passing it along Two, let that person know about it and three do not victim shame or victim blame like keep the words of you shouldn't have out of your mouth Exactly. I mean, I have to be completely honest with you. I think if this had happened 20 years ago to somebody that I knew, I probably would have said, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have taken that picture. You shouldn't have had so much to drink. I'm very thankful that I have evolved so much (laughs) from that space. Um, That was a lot of religious background that would have seeped out. Absolutely. I can't say for sure. I can't say for sure. I'm just saying I'm speculating of my past self. Or people you knew or the circle you were in or, you know, there was a lot of victim blaming in the the worlds that we grew up into. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there still is today. But don't be those people. Yeah. Because you know better, you do better. Right. And, you know, 
this there's just no app absolutely no reason for this in this world Mm -hmm. this episode was a lot and there's really no way to tie it up in a bow and that's kind of the thing with heavy topics that are real and that we don't water down so all i'm gonna say is be fucking nice to each other be better than you were yesterday and let's just try to be kinder than necessary 1,000%. With all of that being said, looking at our board at what's coming up, I hate to break it to you, but (laughs) it's not going to get much lighter coming up in the next few episodes. Uh, We have some amazing people that are coming on to share their stories. And so I'm really excited about that for you because they are just incredible women. So I'm I'm really stoked for that. Just a little sneak peek. One of them is a poet. We've never had a poet before. We have never had a poet. And her poetry Mm -hmm. is fucking gorgeous. So I'm really excited for that. Anyways, so to lighten things up, we're going to take it to an Amy's first. It has been a fucking minute <laughs> it sure has it sure has and i feel like we need it yes um so this will be a moment in time again with an amy's first that i'm going to allow me to be the butt of the joke so here we go amy's first it's an amy's first it's an amy's first it's an amy's first yeah <laughs> all right peeps um here's what happened <laughs> so i received an amazon package and you know I do a lot of shopping on Amazon. I checked my orders to make sure I didn't like sleepily order this for myself, but I did not. (laughs) But in my mind, my very positive thinking mind, I was like, oh, my birthday is coming up. Somebody got me an early gift. I open it up and I look and I shove it right back in and I'm like, no, what? And then I look for a note and I'm like, there's no note. And I just kind of walk around my house without telling anyone for a minute, kind of trying to like figure out what's happening who played this joke on me so i was like michael and then i thought sarah and then i didn't know who else would have done it anyways i'm sure you're wondering what it is yes we are all wondering Mm -hmm, please mm -hmm. tell us um it is vitamins for women in menopause (laughs) like huh I mean, I guess that's really kind of a funny joke as I'm getting creeping up there in age. But like, that is the weirdest thing for someone to send me. (laughs) First of all, you have to know my address, which means I know you. So come forward, come forward. And you got me. I'm not even mad about it. You got me. I guess in a few years, I will take them if they're still good. Currently, I'm in a situation where I have to have a hysterectomy, so I'm not exactly in (laughs) menopause. In case you didn't know, I'm sorry you wasted your twenty (laughs) dollars. I have to tell you, I'm kind of sad I didn't think of it first. <laughs> that would have been an amazing prank gift for your for your birthday. Not that it's a prank to be in menopause, because guys, I've had a hysterectomy. I've gone through you know all kinds Listen, of good all, hormonal stuff. Um, all no. the stages of being a woman kind of suck. Suck, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I'm I'm really sad I didn't. But the think fact of the joke that this first. person is just like out there giggling somewhere. <laughs> I show mean, yourself i think that's straight magic i mean props to you come props forward to, unless, unless it's amazon <laughs> <laughs> and they're like honey i think you might need this i'm or- looking at your past purchases based oh. on your past purchases we've made this decision for you here's a little gift um so yeah i i'm not quite sure how what to make of that but i giggled about that for quite some time it was <laughs> 
I went from like <laughs> laughing to like kind of like being sad about it, but it was mostly laughing. <laughs> Or maybe it's somebody who listens to this podcast and hears how you talk like a 150-year-old. <laughs> and they're like, maybe I should help her out. Listen, if you put the horse, horse before the cart um, and don't apple... I can't, I can't, I can't even, even talk. Say it. Don't upset the apple cart, friends. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I mean, there's a lot wrong. I but, don't know. Uh, I do like the old-timey sayings. Hey, I'm getting a past life regression uh, reading done. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I want to do that. I really am interested to know, like, I bet you my last person lived to like 103 because where are all these things coming from? <laughs> and they're just part of my like verbiage. Like they just come out. And Avery it, does the same thing. So does. He, does. <laughs> he absolutely does. He talks like an old man as well. Uh-huh. Oh man. What a weird and wacky world it is. Isn't it? So one more time, please be nice to each other. Be kinder than necessary. And also, stay wild. And weird warriors, we love you. But not weird enough that you send me menopause pills <laughs> from Amazon. Okay, have a great week. <laughs> Bye. This episode was brought to you by Amy Baumgartner and Sarah Simone. The theme song and our other music is provided by Epidemic Sound. This episode was mixed, mastered, and produced by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. If you have a story to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, warrior, hold on. We're gonna make it. Warrior, warrior. Say it's out, 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 say it's out,